Welcome. You are listening to the Mindful Minute, meditations created for everyday joy. I'm Meryl Arnett, mama, meditator, and head of mindfulness for Shoreline Meditation App. This podcast is recorded from my live Monday night meditation class, where we have a brief discussion followed by a 20-minute guided meditation. If these meditations support you and your practice, please consider donating to the show to support its continued growth, new offerings, and its ever-expanding team. You can find the link in today's show notes or simply visit merylarnett.com and click on podcast. All right, y'all, let's practice. Hey, y'all, welcome to today's episode of The Mindful Minute. As we get started, just a shout out and a thank you to our sponsor, Mindful and Modern. Mindful and Modern makes the most amazing seating options for your meditation practice. They're aesthetically stunning. You can leave them out. They look good in your space. They're sustainably made. And most importantly, they're functional. They're actually comfortable. They support your body in the way they're meant to. So I thought I'd talk for a second just about some of the traditional seating options for meditation. You know I don't want anybody to feel like they can't meditate. So first and foremost, let me say, you can meditate on your couch. It is fine. If you're looking to have a seated practice, there are a couple of really traditional options. You'll see either round or crescent moon shaped cushions. These are traditionally called zafus. And what you want to look for is something that is buckwheat hole filled or got a nice strong cotton batting filling, something that's going to be a little bit adjustable and a lot supportive for your hips. If sitting cross-legged on the ground is not a happy situation for your hips or your knees, some people really like using bamboo benches. These benches are designed with a little bit of an angle so it supports your hips and gets your spine in alignment in a nice way, lifts you a little higher off the ground. And then a third option, which I think is brilliant and you don't see that much, Mindful and Modern offers a chair. They have two different chairs. They both seem to be a low cushion on the ground, but then it has back support. So if you're looking to increase your meditation time, you're sitting for extended periods, having that little bit of back support is such a luxury. I've been using one of these chairs in my own practice. I'm obsessed with it, you guys. It is really comfortable, and it really does allow you to sit without the struggle. Check them out, mindfulandmodern.com. Use code MINDFULMINUTE10, MINDFULMINUTE10, and you save 10% on your entire order. Don't forget to check out their candles. All right, let's meditate. Okay. Welcome, everybody. Happy Monday. I'm so glad to get to chat with you guys. Um, we are in our final class already of emotional resiliency. And this series has been, for me, a really fun one to talk about because this is really the place where a lot of my training and a lot of my inner, uh, my interest intersect. You know, so I personally have practiced meditation for many years, but I also have done a lot of work in trauma communities. 
And so bringing these two together, how do we use our meditation as a tool for, you know, major trauma, but also just for the struggle of getting through difficult days, right? How do we use this as a tool? And so through the course of this series, we started by talking about the very first thing meditation does for us is it gets us back into the present moment. The minute we get triggered by a difficult emotion, the very first thing that happens is our brain starts scanning the past, looking for similar situations and freaking out about what's coming next. So we sort of leave the present moment. So step one is, can I just get here? Can I feel my feet on the earth? Can I feel my breath? And then step two is, once we get that down, once we get this ability to catch the moment, notice when we're going into fight or flight and bring our feet onto the earth, connect to our breath. The next step is, now how do I start to shift myself out of fight or flight? And what we talked about last week was really the embodied work of getting out of fight or flight. It was getting our breath going the way it was supposed to go, right? So it's creating safety by making sure when we breathe, our diaphragm is expanding, inhaling, and then when we exhale, the diaphragm is contracting. So stomach gets bigger when we breathe in, stomach gets a little bit smaller when we breathe out. And just that act alone of getting our stomach to move as it should when we're breathing will start to bring our nervous system back down. It'll start to alleviate those immediate symptoms of fight or flight and give us a chance to actually catch our breath. The other piece we talked about last week, which feeds into this week, is this idea of, you know, the words I used were love the tangle because that's what I heard in my meditation practice was love the tangle. But it's this idea of, can I allow my feelings to be? Can I allow the difficult moments to just be? And the reason we talked about this is because I think so often, especially when we're in moments like this, where we're, you know, most likely more stressed than normal, and we sit down to meditate, it's really common that it feels incredibly uncomfortable to meditate. It's really common that you feel overly anxious or you feel like your thoughts are louder than normal or you keep trying to meditate, but the second you sit down, you're like, oh yeah, I forgot I have to do the dishes or I have to go water the plants or you know, step outside and breathe fresh air. There's a million other things to distract you. And this idea of saying, can I let myself allow these feelings is really for that moment. I'm going to sit down and meditate. It's not going to feel comfortable. And instead of getting all uptight and worked up about that discomfort, what if we could just say, this is uncomfortable today. Man, my heart is racing. Man, those thoughts are loud today. I'm just going to stay another breath and see what happens, right? That's the idea behind love the tangle. And we're going to continue that thought today. So as we keep working our way towards stronger and stronger emotional resiliency, really the thing that we're teaching ourselves how to do is this. When we freak out, when we are uncomfortable with fear, with anger, with uncertainty, with shame, and we're thrown into that fight or flight response, remember that that is totally and utterly immediate and without thought. It's not like you're choosing to go there. Your body and brain go there. 
So you get thrown into fight or flight. And that response comes from a part of our brain that is very coolly called the reptilian brain, meaning not evolved, not complex. It literally is there to just keep you alive, right? But there's no deeper thought process happening when we're in that reptilian brain. And what we want when we're working towards, can I be uh, more comfortable with emotion? When we're working towards that, what we want to be able to do is catch the moment we go into reptilian brain and bring ourselves back into what's often called the thinking brain or the wise mind, which is the part of the mind that is evolved. It's more complex. This part of the brain is the part of the brain that gives you the full array of emotions. So it's not just sad, mad, glad, right? But now it's really, I'm frustrated. I'm feeling a lot of uncertainty. Um, I feel levels of grief and levels of joy. And, you know, we can start to really tease apart what we're feeling. When we shift into that wise mind, we're able to ask ourselves really important questions. Things like, what's going on right now? What story am I telling myself? Or what am I believing right now? We're not asking ourselves these questions because we're going to be able to think our way out of an emotion. We can't logic away feeling. But we ask ourselves these questions so that we can be fully in this moment with as much of our wise mind activated as possible. And then we practice compassion. And I know y'all are so shocked because I never say the word compassion in this class, right? Like, what is compassion? We talk about compassion so much because it is so important. Right? The only way to build emotional resiliency is really, truly, and utterly with every cell of our body to actually be able to love the tangles. The only way we can build emotional resiliency is when we can bring our brain into this moment and say, I'm so sorry. This is so uncomfortable. This is so difficult. I love you anyway. You know, I, before we started recording, I was talking about teaching 6 a.m. yoga, which I did almost without interruption for a decade. I'm a morning girl. I love 6 a.m. yoga. And in a decade, I slept through one 6 a.m. class. I remember it to this day. One 6 a.m. class. Some of you might have even been there. I can't remember. I was horrified. You know, I woke up and it was like, 602. So there was just, it was done already. <laughs> and I, you know, my stomach hurt. My heart was racing. I was sweating. I was so upset. And at the time I had two business partners at the studio and I had to call both of them and be like, and this was, we were new. The studio was new. You know, this was not a year even into it. It was a couple months into it. And I had to call them and be like, oh my God, you guys, I slept through this class and I didn't know anybody well enough to have a phone number. I felt horrible. 
And I really vividly remember somewhere in that day, within, I'm going to say, two to three hours, I realized that I had to just say, I'm so sorry that I did that and it's okay to myself, right? I had already talked to my partners and they, of course, were like, oh, it happens to everybody who teaches 6 a.m. yoga. It does, right? We all sleep late at some point or another. But I had to be able to say to myself, that totally sucks that I screwed up and I really did and it's okay. Because if I couldn't say that to myself, I was going to go all day and likely all week until the next 6 a.m. class where I could apologize in person feeling horrible, right? The only way to address it is with a sense of compassion. And when we think about compassion, you know, I so often think about how I talk to my kids, particularly my five-year-old, because he's got really big emotions. And you realize so quickly that there's nothing you can do, right? Like we have no control over those big emotions, none. And most of the time they're big emotions over something that you said or did that you're not going to change. And when I listen to myself talk to him, I'm always saying some sort of iteration of, I'm so sorry you're feeling X, Y, Z. I know that doesn't feel good. You can feel it as long as you need to. I love you. I mean, it's some gist of that, right? And the practice is then, can I say that to myself? Not to let ourselves off the hook for something at all, right? We can fully acknowledge when we mess up. But to let ourselves really feel and move through rather than dwell in shame and anxiety and anger for hours and days and months on end when really what we need to do is heal and move on, right? So this is the last thing I'll say and then we'll meditate. In the Yoga Sutra, which is one of the traditional texts. And although it's called the Yoga Sutra, it's really a text on meditation, right? There's actually the only, you know, yoga posture mentioned is how do you sit to meditate? And then the rest of the text is about how do you meditate? And in that text, one of the sort of pivotal pieces of information that these sages give us is that each of us is innately innately filled with what they call inner luminosity and sorrowless joy. Each of us possesses innate inner luminosity and sorrowless joy. And the teachings tell us that as we practice meditation, as we get stronger and deeper into our practice, this is what we're tapping into. And none of that is to say you're actually going to see light in your meditation. Some of you will, some of you won't. And none of that is to say you will never feel sad again in your life if you meditate, because I can tell you for a fact that's not true. But what it is telling us is that there is something stronger or more real inside each of us that coexists in the moment that we're in with whatever else is going on. So when we're in these hard moments where we are navigating 
social change and political whatever and school whatever, all of these pieces that we are navigating in this world right now, all of that turmoil and you know, confusion and learning and unlearning can coexist in the moment with a trust that we are each filled with this innate light and sorrowless joy. That's emotional resilience, right? To say, yeah, this feels hard and I know I can get through it. I know I can because I have this larger thing inside me. Okay. So we're going to try and tap into that tonight together. Yes. Let's take a moment to get comfortable. So if you've already been seated, you know, you might shift around for a minute. And if you're seated in a chair like I am tonight, you'll just sit with your feet flat on the ground. And if you are seated on the floor, you want to have a cushion under you, a pillow, a blanket, something. You're welcome to lean back against a wall or lean back against the chair behind you. You can let your hands rest onto your lap, palms face down. And if it feels good for you tonight, let your eyes close. And if that doesn't feel quite right for you, of course, you can take a soft gaze down towards the ground. And together as a group, let's just start our practice here with a breath. So take a deep inhale in and exhale out a sigh. And we'll do that again when you're ready, inhaling in fully. And exhaling out a sigh. Allowing your breath just to glide into its own natural pace. Taking a moment to really fully feel yourself where you are right now. You might acknowledge the room that you're in. If there are people or pets nearby, you might just acknowledge who's there, the sounds that you might hear. Letting it all be welcome. And then with whatever is going on in your space in this moment, start your practice by silently saying to yourself, now is my time to meditate. Now is my time to meditate. And that statement guides us right into our practice. Allowing your feet, your legs, your hips all just to relax into the seat beneath you. Allowing your spine to lift up and feel tall this evening. Crown of the head expanding up towards the sky just a touch. And the muscles through the face relax. Relax. 
and the forehead smooths and broadens. And the skin around the eyes softens. And the jaw, especially the hinge there, just relaxes any tension. Maybe you feel a softening through your cheeks and through your tongue. Noticing the way breath moves through your chest. Just inviting the muscles of the chest to let go of their grip a little bit. And gradually the muscles in the belly, they let go of their grip as well. so that you're really able to feel that subtle movement in the belly as you breathe. The belly expanding slightly as you breathe in. The belly contracting slightly as you breathe out. Without any need to force. But just allowing yourself to feel breath move. And as we practice together tonight, I invite you to allow whatever feelings or thoughts show up, just allow them to be here. You can notice them, mentally give them a smile, and continue to feel how the breath moves. Gradually, I want you to feel your awareness move just inside the nose. Feeling as you breathe in, you're drawing two streams of air in through the nostrils. Drawing that breath up until it meets right between the eyebrows. And then exhaling right back down through both nostrils and out into the room. Taking your time to really feel this flow of breath 
almost as if you were drawing an inverted V with your breath. Two streams of air moving up the nostrils to the point right between the eyebrows. And from that point back down through the nose and out. Gradually, you might be able to feel or even see that breath as two streams of light so that you can actually see that inverted shape traced in the light of your breath. Every inhale, drawing light right up to the point between the eyebrows. Every exhale, feeling that energy, that breath moving back down and out. There are about two minutes here in silence. Just letting yourself feel or see that light. And if you can't see it tonight, you don't have to worry. You can just use your mind's eye to follow the breath. Two minutes here.
Does your feeling that light and that energy generated right there at the center of the eyebrows? The next time you exhale, I want you to feel as if you were drawing that light right down into the center of the chest, center of the heart. Inhaling from that heart center up to the space between the eyebrows and exhaling back down to the heart. And the remainder of our practice, another seven minutes or so, just let yourself follow the breath, inhaling up to the center of the eyebrows, exhaling down to the center of the heart. Letting everything else fall away. Resting in that state of inner luminosity and sorrowless joy.
And if you're still following that flow of breath, let it go here. Noticing how you feel as you take this next natural breath in and out. When you're ready, you'll wiggle your fingers and your toes a bit, just reconnecting to your body. We'll draw our palms together in front of our hearts like a prayer, bow your chin down. Taking a moment to simply honor yourself. Honor that innate inner luminosity and sorrowless joy. Feeling breath move, feeling practice come to an end. If it feels right for you, you can dedicate up the merit of that practice to all beings everywhere. Let's take a breath together. Deep inhale in. Exhale out a sigh. Namaste. Big thank you to today's sponsor, Baronfig. Baronfig is a company that has created a line of tools for thinkers, including guided journals, notebooks, writing instruments, bags, accessories, and so much more. Their meditation journal is my favorite guided meditation journal that I have ever used. And trust me, I have used a lot in my day. Visit baronfig.com and use code MINDFULMINUTE21 to save 20% off your first order. Baron Fig, do your best thinking. Thanks for listening to the Mindful Minute. If you're enjoying these episodes, please consider leaving me a review wherever you get your podcast. It really helps others to find this show. To learn more about my live classes, virtual meditation retreats, my meditation app Shoreline, or to make a donation to the show, please visit MerylArnett.com. Thanks again. I'll see you next week.